Right, let's talk more sport with AAP's Joel Gould, who is on the line. Been out at Brisbane Raw today, or at the Brisbane Raw, so you've got Perth Glory on Sunday afternoon. G'day, Joel. Uh, good morning, Manny. Yes, I do. There's a double header actually, at Suncorp Stadium with the men and the women, so just out here having a chat to them, and as they're about to train. Excellent. You've had your hands full with all sorts of sports this week, so you've also chatted with Cam Smith earlier in the week ahead of the Australian PGA. What was... What were, were Cam's thoughts heading into this one? Well, um, actually, my colleague Murray Wenzel was the one that actually spoke to um, to uh, Cam about about his um, aspirations to, to go to the Olympics as well. Um, but I did speak to Rob Pampling about uh, Cameron Smith, and um, look, he he had some interesting things to say about about Smith and his uh, legacy. And, and where he will fit in as one of the greats of Australian golf. And he did say that the, the division in world golf doesn't make it easy now to compare players and their records because, of course, the um, the amount of PGA um, tournaments that uh, Cam Smith will be able to win is... We don't know how many that he's going to get the opportunity to, to win. Of course, Greg Norman won 20. So it was quite interesting listening to him talk about that. But one thing he did say was... He's well on his way to being a great of Australian golf. And uh, he said it, it, potentially the best putter in the world. He, he was very, um, yeah, quite profound in his, his comments about Smith and his and where he fits into the big picture of, of Australian golfing greats. Mm. He's a good story, Rod Pampling, isn't he, mate? Um, you know, out there plying his trade for so many years. He's been professional since uh, the mid-90s. And then he finally got that PGA Tour win. He's now got three of them. And I remember, I remember when that finally came around, and just what it meant to him in terms of what he could do with his schedule. And you know, it, it just changed everything in terms of oh, now instead of having to go and get some money or some points here, I can actually say I can be home for for uh, holidays or birthdays. So he's a he's a great story, I reckon. Rod Pampling. That would have been a really good chat. Well, it was, and you know, Rod obviously just won on the um, the Tour Champions uh, just recently in October. He's he's still winning on the on the uh, what they used to call the Seniors Tour, uh, but he uh, yeah, like you said, I mean he's lived over in um, Texas um, for a long, long time now. But he's back um, playing the Australian circuit here, visiting his family. Of course, um, he's from um, the north of Brisbane, uh, Caboolture, Redcliffe, uh, where he used to. It's one of those two towns. I've forgotten. I should know which one. But, um, yeah, I, I remember Cliff, when he won. Yeah. I think it was the 2000... Redcliffe, that's right. Uh, uh, 2008 Masters, I remember he won that. And a three-time winner on the PGA Tour. Yeah, he, he is a great story. Um, since he's been around for a long time. Um, and he's only 54. Uh, so, yeah, he is a good story. And he's yeah. obviously... I guess not one of the favourites to win the PGA. I mean, Cam Smith's won three. The Australian PGA's in the still the favourite to win his fourth, I'd imagine. Where do you sit on a party hole, mate, at a PGA? Well, that's 17th. That's where we actually interviewed Rod Pampling, and what an amphitheatre <laughs> it is. There's 3,000 people. Where do I sit? Um, <laughs> I reckon I'd like to sit right behind the hole. I reckon that would be the spot to be. <laughs> but uh, there's plenty of southern, <laughs> southern comfort to go around. It's going to be... Just knowing what Queensland is like, Brisbane's like, uh, if it's a hot, humid day um, uh, or any of those days, and I think it's going to be the way it looks, yeah, it's going to be quite raucous, I'd imagine. 
3,000 people packed in around little par three. That's what it is, the seven eights. Yeah, yeah, I I reckon it's awesome. I mean, yeah, I reckon you're right. Yeah, sitting right behind the holes, the place to be. But I reckon it's awesome. I mean, golf's golf's been very good at being golf. You know that that's what's kept it going. But golf has to listen to the people, and the people are saying that this is cool and funky and why we want to go. So you have to listen to it. I, I reckon it's cool. Just on rugby league, mate. What's where are we at in the news cycle of rugby league? We've got emojis making news now. Um, in terms of Bradman Best <laughs> posting something that Jerome Luai posted, which just is crazy, but it's the way it is. And then we got talked to around Connor Tracy reportedly being pursued by the Bulldogs. So the Sharks are prepared to let him go. The Dragons are in the mix as well. Where are we at in the rugby league news cycle of comings and goings? Well, I think the Connor Tracy one's very interesting. You know, the, the Canterbury's obviously look look at the amount of signings they've had. They're they're really they're, their roster's going to. I think there's nine or ten players that they've recruited for for next year. I, I did a piece. Well, I, I did something on Stephen Crichton and I, I listed them all. So their their roster is going to have a completely new look. And I think I mean Connor Tracy. He's going to add a lot to any team that he comes into. Of course, he's he's a he's a first grader any day of the week, and someone that would slot in, you'd imagine, um, to a, either of those teams. Um, but I think it's a challenge for, just for Canterbury to just just to, just to get everyone working together and sync once again with a totally new new side. But great talent, and that's an interesting tug of war. I think the Ezra Mann story uh, obviously is going to be interesting. Wayne Bennett put his hand up. Uh, obviously in the last week and said that the Dolphins are interested. They've certainly got the money to afford Ezra Mam. I don't think he will leave the Broncos. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting one. Luai is obviously the biggest um, uh, fish um, to, 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 to land. Um, and look, every club would be interested in him. I imagine the Dolphins would be as well. Um, you know, I, I still think that's an area where they could improve. They've got serviceable halves. But they don't have a marquee, and I'm sure, I'm sure Peter O'Sullivan and Wayne Bennett in the background. And but Wayne won't get the coach, whoever comes, of course, because this is last year. But I'd watch the Dolphins. They've got a lot of money in the bank. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to be saying too much about who they're really after. I don't. I don't. I think Wayne's saying he's interested in Ma'am. Of course he is. I, I don't think he has much of a chance of getting him, to be honest. I think that's one to watch, but I'm pretty sure he'll land at the Broncos because they they need to have a spine going forward that they can bank on once Adam Reynolds sails off into the sunset. 100%. 100%. But, yeah, with the names that you just mentioned and, and the money that they've got, the organisation that they've already proved to be in, what, a year, you've got to keep the Dolphins in the back of your mind. Good on you, mate. I know you're busy. We always uh, thank you for your time. So thanks for your input and uh, enjoy. You're covering all sorts of sports at the moment, so enjoy that. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your time this morning, Joel. No, thanks, man.